Sloganeers and with sloganeering. Welcome each and every one of you to the newest edition of Absolute Truth, Absolutely, this podcast that seeks to examine all things in keeping with the biblical mandate that we retain what is good after discernment and then discard what is evil. This is your host in Jesus Christ, Geo. Recently, I was reading an article through dissenter.com and the title of said article is as such. TGC, in other words, the Gospel Coalition, Lifeway Lady Preacher says Christians should affirm some Marxist slogans to be truly Christian. And I thought that this is a perfect microcosm of the subject that we have at hand during this edition. I'll read portions of the article and then I'll comment to fulfill our responsibility to prove what we have to say to our audience during this edition, which is once again, sloganeering can be very, very, very dangerous. A prominent LGBTQ activist that TGC relentlessly promotes is Rebecca McLaughlin. McLaughlin herself openly admits that she is romantically attracted to other women. During this presentation at the Gospel Coalition, she states, quote, I've been romantically attracted to women since childhood, and if I were not a Christian, I'd likely be married to a woman, not a man, end quote. Now, allow me to pause. Those of you that know me know that I make it a point to emphasize to every person which is at the reach of my voice that we can't allow demagogues to simply speak on end without ending. One of the things that they like to do is they like to compound the amount of lies that they present within their greater scheme, within their greater presentation to give the impression that they're basing their ideas on truth. But when you examine these points individually, it's very easy to find that each of those points is built upon a faulty foundation, therefore making the rest of that edifice, as it were, completely problematic. In other words, it's going to crumble on its foundations because it's not a solid one. Therefore, the entirety of what they espouse is based in error. This is one of the reasons that these charlatans, these demagogues hate it when their individual points are examined to see if they stand on their own merits. And this is one of those things that it's important for us to understand as believers because in the modern age, sloganeering has become a point whereby evildoers and those that wish to instill erroneous ideas in the public will use slogans so as to promote their subversive ideas. And part of the tactic is to use phrases that give the impression of benevolence, give the impression of good intentions, give the impression of altruism. For example, imagine if you're not a discerning Christian, take yourself out of your shoes as a discerning Christian and consider the phrases black lives matter, love is love, women's rights are human rights, no human is illegal, science is real, kindness is everything, which by the way, as I'll point out shortly that the article points out, this very speaker, in a recent presentation, she holds up a banner, a small banner that contains all of these slogans and state that Christians should be able, with nuance, she adds that, with nuance, to be able to support these ideas. But we'll be able to demonstrate shortly that the nuance that she says that Christians should support these ideas with is not present in these phrases, because as I said before, the people who use these phrases, they're very crafty in the way that they present 
their ideas. They want the concepts, they want the ideologies that people embrace, what they're promoting, which are inherently subversive and filled with evil, to be disguised with phrases that seem ideas or, or sentences that appear to be purely altruistic. One of these examples is Black Lives Matter. I still remember months ago when the website of the organization clearly stated that among their goals was to destroy the nuclear family. When more and more people began to notice this, they scrubbed that from their website. But as it is said commonly today, the internet doesn't forget and people took screenshots and they continued to promote that. In other words, people who knew about this, they said, look at what they are attempting to promote via the auspices of fighting racism. Now, of course, it eventually came forward that the so-called founders of Black Lives Matter were not only recalcitrant communists, but they were also practicing lesbians, pagans, etc., etc., etc. This is why it makes it doubly difficult to believe that a woman whom affirms that she's a Christian can say that a Christian can support Black Lives Matter. Now, herein lies the rub of all of this. If you were to say, as a conservative Bible-believing Christian, I don't believe in the so-called mission of Black Lives Matter, these demagogues will immediately try to guilt you into saying, why don't you believe all black lives matter? And this is where, as a Christian, you have to be wise to their antics. You have to understand what the tactics are that they use, because many of them are inherently semantic. And as a Christian, you would say, look, you're not going to shame me. I know what I believe. I understand that what I believe is true. I don't hate a person simply based on their skin tone, but I don't support what Black Lives Matter stands for. Additionally, I see clearly through the tactic of using this so-called altruistic phrase to disguise their true intentions. Once you do this, you disarm these demagogues of the instruments that they have in order to try to convince people of their so-called position or their posture, whatever you may want to call it. And this is part of what makes what this lady presents even more so evil. Now, to further prove this, listen to what she says. I said all of this to tie this in to this first part of the article where she says, quote, I've been romantically attracted to women since childhood. And if I were not a Christian, I'd likely be married to a woman, not a man. End quote. If you think about it, that's more sloganeering. We continue to prove the essence of this particular podcast episode. If you think about it, the idea here is that she is somehow obedient to God even though she within herself recognizes that she is practicing sin. Some will say, well, Gio, she's not necessarily acting upon it. Let me ask you all a question. What did Jesus tell us when he said that if a man were to look out upon a woman to adulter with her, he has committed adultery in his heart? Notice that Jesus takes this to the spirit of man, to the inner, as it were, to the heart of man. You don't have to necessarily engage in the act with the person to commit the very act. Furthermore, the Bible talks about hatred against a brother. It, it constitutes the person a homicide so or homicidal. When you think about it, the New Testament very clearly puts this in the heart of man. So when we equate that to what she's saying, she's giving the oppression, again, typical demagoguery, that she's obeying God, that she's not acting upon her illicit impulses. But by harboring this romantic attraction Toward women, she's not only, as the article writer states, and rightfully so, negating the power of the Holy Spirit to bring changes to us that we are new creations in Christ Jesus, you'll note that she's given the impression that somehow this is not a sin in and of itself, that the attraction 
is not a sin when it's unnatural. It's simply an abomination. Again, what I try to impress, what I'm trying to impress upon the audience is the sloganeering aspect of all of this. It negates the essential truth behind, as it were, the error that they are promoting. I've been romantically attracted to women since childhood. And here's another point. How do we know that? We have to take her word for it. Now, of course, if you question her, she'll say, who are you to question me? But the Bible doesn't prohibit you asking questions. And neither should you be ashamed to ask questions from things that require proof. <laughs> you see, when you question people like this, one of the telltale signs that they are liars is when they be immediately become indignant over your asking for evidence of such things, which is the proper thing to do. Again, examine all things, hold fast to that which is good, abstain from every form of evil. I've been romantically attracted to women since childhood, and if I were not a Christian, I'd likely be married to a woman, not a man. Well, la-di-da, applauses, as it were, for you for showing absolute restraint when you're still living in sin. Now, to continue here, speaking about this woman, and then we'll get to what she stated recently, even though we've covered some of it already. If you think about it, she is not, according to the article, she's not just an LGBTQ activist. She's a feminist who treats scriptures as a manifesto for liberation theology, feminism, and intersectionality. So here we have the cream of the crop of those who are infiltrating themselves into Christian circles, trying to give the impression that the ideas that they espouse are linked, they are directly derived from the scripture when we understand that Marxism is nothing more than secularism trying to depose God and his design. That's just the fact of the matter. Well, as recent as 2023 this year, during the Southern Baptist Convention and their annual meeting, McLaughlin was on social media uh, relentlessly defending another female evangelical LGBTQ activist, Rachel Gilson. I've spoken about her before, and she preached a sermon implying, Gilson did, that someone with lesbian parents that came to Christ but were still in a so-called marriage could stay, they could stay together because God hates divorce. Again, notice the sloganeering and how it covers, how it tries to disguise the essential sin that they are still practicing, glossing over that, because they're still engaged in illicit behavior, and that's not a marriage. A marriage is only what God designed it to be, between a man and a woman. Now, there has been a video that has surfaced, and that is the essence of the commentary and the microcosm, the example, the prime example that we'll use for the audience of what the topic is for this edition of the podcast. More video has surfaced of McLaughlin preaching at the National, National Association of Evangelicals. It's a conference, and she informs people that Christians should look at a particular sign, and she unfurls the sign that contains everything we've read before. And she basically incites people to say, we shouldn't throw them all out. We should go line by line and affirm the ones that the Bible affirms. Black lives matter. Love is love. Women's rights are human rights. No human is illegal. Science is real. Kindness is everything. Now, we already spoke about the inherent evil of the phrase Black Lives Matter, specifically because of those that popularized the phrase, what they were trying and continue to try in some instances to popularize. Let's look at a few others. Love is love. I am more than assured that the audience has seen that in particular homosexual activists and their supporters are the ones that use this phrase, they print it, they emblazon it on balloons, t-shirts, uh, signage, what have you. And you very well know, if you're a biblical Christian, that love is not love. This is not the way that it's presented, biblically speaking. The Bible tells us that God is love. And attached to that, there is an understanding that if God is love, 
then we have to understand what his character is in order to have that aptly defined. Love is not lasciviousness, more simply put. Love is not, as it were, exceeding to the desires of the flesh. It's not doing things that are outside the bounds of God's design. That's not love. That is, once again, an abomination. It's sin. But notice how they try to gloss over all of this by using a pithy phrase that supposedly contains truth within it, when, in fact, it's all sloganeering. Love is not love. I recently noted someone had, I don't know who this originated with, but I thought that it's an excellent way to demonstrate the ridiculousness, the childish nature, and also the inherent deception behind these ideas. When the person tackled this in a meme saying, love is love, right? Well, if that's the case, then water is water. Drink water from the toilet, <laughs> right? It's a great way to expose the sloganeering for what it is. Another one, women's rights are human rights. We all know inherently that that's feminists that are trying to advance this when they themselves hate God's design and at every turn they speak out against it. And once again, the sloganeering is not, they, they try to present when Christians speak about the role of women, the role of femininity, as if that's an inherent attack against women's rights. No, we're not attacking women's rights. What we're doing is defending God's design from the attack that these women wish to level against God's design. No human is illegal. Well, I think we all know where that's going, right? Any suggestion that we ought to defend our national borders, <laughs> that's that's simply ridiculous, right? And then, of course, science is real. We all were bashed through the head. We were all hammered continuously for those of us that said we're not taking the jab. And we want to know where COVID comes from. We want to know whom were the conspirers, as it were, including Fauci and others. You're negating, you're, you're a science denier, so on and so forth. All of this to say, if you think about it, sloganeering is used constantly by demagogues in order to, number one, guilt people, guilt those that can discern into simply accepting what they have to say. More specifically, the evil that they are trying to inculcate, the ideas that they're trying to propagate. Now, I said earlier that this is also childishness. It is. Because as adults, I mean, the Bible itself says that when we were children, we thought like children, we acted like children. The author of the Hebrew says that we ought to already understand the foundational aspects and we should leave behind milk for more solid food. If you think about it, sloganeering is a way to keep people in this infantile mindset. This is why we also speak out against this activity because first and foremost, you can't notice the evil the activity itself by the people that they're using it and why they're using it. And secondly, you can't discern that this reductionist aspect, what it does is that it tries to disguise the inherent sin that they are trying to promote. Notice the differing levels of all of this activity. And once again, it's inherently subversive. So some will ask, Gio, uh, what ought we do then when we are confronted with these so-called pithy phrases and these slogans, well, if you know where these things come from, then it's easy to defend. It's easy to use a polemic against these things. As we stated earlier with Black Lives Matter and love is love and women's rights are human rights. What you have to do is you have to be able to tell the person, chastise them if you have to, that what they're promoting is inherently evil. It's inherently twisted. It is against God's design because the idea contained within the phrase by those that are promoting it goes against God's design. And again, don't be ashamed. Don't let these people guilt you into somehow ceding, as it were, the moral high ground because they don't have it. That's one of the things that they count 
That's one of the things that they wish to do in using these phrases. That's why they formulate these ideas and place these, these sentences as seemingly altruistic to give the impression that somehow they own the moral high ground when they do not. And very simply put, we have to simply denounce these things. This is what is lacking in all of this. We have to denounce these people for what they are, for what they do, and the ideas because they are against God's design. So once again, be very careful with sloganeering, be very careful with the sloganeers, and don't be afraid to denounce them and the ideas and the reasonings why they use these concepts because inherently, when you think about it, it's an evil. I hope this helps you. If you have any questions, please feel free to ask those by writing us at info at ATA podcast, info at ATA podcast.org. If you're listening to this through the Apple podcast app, please give us the five-star review so that the algorithms were to pick it up and also it would be disseminated to others and they too can hear the absolute truth. Absolutely. And also, if you would do us, if you would be so kind, share this with other people. Uh, if you could forward it to others through social media, email, what have you, whatever accessibility you have, please let others know about us so that we can continue to spread the good word of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's all for now. Until the next occasion that we meet, may the Lord shine his face upon you. 